Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, short show tonight. Uh, We've got The Walking Dead, Moon Knight, and Star Trek Picard. And there might be a couple of things we talk about. I don't know what Jamie's got on tap for us, so she may have some things to talk about. Uh, Later, I will mention some things to Karen about my reading of The Expanse. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the show show tonight. And uh, I'm sure the ladies will be here any minute in the meantime. Uh, I've got eight episodes left of Dark. Um, it's fun watching it with my son because he's like me and we try and figure shit out and pause it constantly, hypothesizing about things. And um, Good thing they've only done did three seasons because this is one of those shows you, that if it's on too long, it, uh, it starts to kind of lose its way. And uh, I couple... Yeah, they've, they've done a good job. They've stayed within their boundaries for the most part, and I'm okay. I think I, I'm not going to really have be able to fully decide how I feel till the end. But I have a co-host. Good evening. Good evening, AJ. How are you? I am good. How are you, Karen? I'm good. Um, you were in mid-sentence when my phone joined. Uh, what can you not decide on yet until you see the whole thing? Dark. Oh, I watched, yeah, you're finally watching Dark, huh? Yeah, I've got eight episodes left. Me and Artie have been watching it together. And it's, it's good, you know, I've, I've, we, I we. I don't know if you heard what I was saying beforehand, but, like, it, it for a 45-minute to 50-minute episode, it usually takes us about an hour and a half because we're constantly pausing to discuss things and come up with new theories and hypotheses. And, yeah, it's, that, it's the closest fantastic. thing I've probably come – yeah, it's probably the closest uh, lost-type experience that I've had. I'm not Googling shit on eBay or online or anything like that. But um, yeah. I, I'm definitely I'm, – I'm glad that – there's only three seasons and there's only what, 26 episodes all together because this is yeah. definitely one of those shows. If you keep it going too long, you, you could lose your way. And, uh, I, I, in season three, I'm kind of like, Eeeh. you know, so, uh, so I'm, I'm anxious to see how season, it ends. Yeah. Cause season three, like totally throws a curveball, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And are you watching in English or German? English. You are. I watched it mostly in German, and I switched to English near the end uh, in season three when you informed me that I could watch it dubbed. Um, <laughs> and then I and then I switched back to German with subtitles. I felt like I was getting more of the acting by doing it that way. 
and that the voice actors are not as good as the as the actor actors. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely well. It's funny actually because I didn't notice it, but I already noticed that Ulrich, the the voice actor for Ulrich, actually changes in season three. It's a different voice oh, yeah. actor. <laughs> I think, hey, it could be worse. They kind of change. I think it could be worse. They could have changed the actor himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so. glad you're liking it. I thought it was really. I know Jamie was telling us a, a couple of years ago that it was great and we should watch yeah. it. Um, and I burned through it fast. Uh, so I'm glad both you and Artie are enjoying it. Yeah, I, with uh, us watching it together, we can't we can't burn as quickly because we both have to be available. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I live alone. I can so. just watch it. I can just be depressed and watch it in the whole weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I watch something by myself, I burn I burn through things by myself all the time. And people are like, "How are you done with that already?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I agree with you that the third season is um, three seasons is enough. Of so, I mean, you're not done yet, but three seasons is a good amount for a show nowadays. Yeah, especially something like this, because it is so timey wimey and convoluted, and you know, believe it or not, you know, there is a scientific aspect to it, you know, and something like that. You keep going with something like this, and it it ends up. I think hurt you in in the overall. So, so it's good to have short, ver, you know, short shows like this. And here is Jamie, who still hasn't seen the finale. Hello. Of it. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Good. Are you awake, Great. Jamie? You sound a little. You sound a little exhausted. <laughs> No, I no, I I'm, I'm, I had to send somebody a message. I was trying to message somebody while I'm talking. Sorry, but uh, but yeah, I'm awake, tired but awake. <laughs> I did get to watch oh, really? the finale too. I missed it. Okay, good. All right, so why don't you guys do your walking dread, and I'll uh, wait for you to get done, and then we'll talk about Moon Knight. Okay, so sure. Good. I'm, she says um, it's Gion. <laughs> Sorry. This is Gion. I'm here. Um, uh, I, I mean, AJ's so right, The Walking Dread. I kind of dread uh, talking about it. I, I, I'm really, really watching this show because we have, what, nine episodes left till all things over, right? Or yeah. nine episodes left to, nine episodes left in the whole thing, right? Something like that, yeah. This is the end of. Well, no, there's one more. Sorry, you're one behind. There's, there's one more uh, season. One more. No, I mean this, this one is the last season before before the last third. Yeah. Yes, but I think but the, I think the last third is eight. I think we have a total of nine episodes. I think we have one more. And maybe I follow. Sure. I'm not sure. I think we have nine altogether. Anyway, I'm. I mean, it's clear from our discussions that I'm. I'm hate watching. I, I mean, I'm or, or I'm I'm dislike watching. No, I'm hate watching. Um, and this was another episode that I think, I mean, I think the writing is getting lazy and, and stuff happens by, ma- like, people figure things out too easily, like, magical thinking is happening. There were a couple of good things in this episode, but mostly, you know, Lance, I feel like, is a really good villain. Um, and I was reading, I think it was in Den of Geek this week, they described him as, like, that guy in your office, like that kind of guy, big brown nosing suck up, but secretly like manipulating guy exists in like every workplace. 
and mm. they're doing such a good job with that, but then they just they have him do things that are just like, like how could he possibly have known that was Herschel's hat? Why would he ever? Why would you ever think a child was at the scene and that was Maggie's child and that was his baseball hat? Yeah, I don't like know. That kind that kind it of thing happening like enrages me. I said it does have some leaps of logic sometimes. I mean, there yeah. were a couple good things. Like I, I did think yes. it was kind of funny how, um, you know, he he doesn't want to believe what they say about what happened, and he's like, "You guys survived out of all that, out of everybody else," you know. And obviously, they've been surviving a long time, but he, and and obviously it's a lie. But I mean, he doesn't believe them because of that, and then he like makes them kill the walkers without any guns because he thinks they'll get killed. And they totally show them up and have, like, no problem, which I thought that was funny. I like that little I did bit. like that, yeah. I like that, too. Um, so that was good. Um, I liked the stuff with um, – I don't know if you care or not, but I did like the stuff with Mercer and Princess. I like that we're getting to know a little bit more about him. Um, and and I, I kind of like that they're all sort of – I don't want to say making a coup, but they're all sort of sneaking around trying to figure things out. So hopefully whatever is going on will reach ahead. Um, but the one thing I wanted to ask you, and I don't know if I, I read it wrong when I watched it, but whenever Hornsby, like, fixed the thing in her car, did you think something was going to happen? I thought maybe she had it rigged to do something. And that, like, when he put it back no. together, they thought something was going to happen. But no. I think it was just, I like, mean, they got But, I mean, that's what I thought you were supposed to think. I mean, I thought she rigged it to not work. Like, I thought she disabled that vehicle for sure, right? That is the vehicle they, they had last week when they went out. Um, I think it is, that truck. I believe she disabled it, and I thought maybe he was going to figure it out. But as soon as he said, oh, look at this little wire that's not – the starter's not connected, and he hooks that wire, I was like, well, I knew that was never going to work. First of all, I, I didn't really believe that Lance knew about cars. Like, I don't believe him that he comes from a family of mechanics – I don't believe that guy's ever gotten his hands dirty ever in his entire life, right? Um, I knew it wasn't going to work because Maggie would never just be like, let me pull this one. Like, it would be dumb, right? Like, it would be too risky to just pull one wire in the car and be like, oh, it's not going to start. You should – like, I knew Maggie was smarter than him, I guess, when I saw that. And I knew – but I loved, like – it was kind of cool to see, like, that look on his face when the car does not start. Yeah, yeah, that he was wrong. Um, I, I yeah. like that they finally caught up with – I also like they finally caught up with their months later, whatever. We had talked about that before. Oh, yeah. And they finally yeah. caught up with that that part with, with Daryl and them. Um, so that, that part was good. And the other thing I wanted to comment on, because you had – I don't even remember what we were talking about last week. But last week you had said something like, why would Carol be able to do that? And that was what I was kind of thinking about this episode because you hadn't seen it yet how, like, she's kind of got, like, a, I don't know, a role to play. Like, she's, oh, like, yeah. got I was, I was talking about last week how she happens to show up at the house where where there, where there the heist was going on. Yeah. Like, how yeah, she Yeah, I thought that she went to him and she, like, you know, because she does have some power, she wanted it taken care of and they listened to her. At least that's my guess. I don't know that it necessarily matters, but that's how I took it. I, I, I like this, the thing with the, the – that um, – Ezekiel had him do that surgery, although I guess I I thought at first, and, and I don't know if you felt this way, maybe this is for whatever reason the way I felt, but I thought at first when he was saying about somebody needed surgery and, you know, couldn't go through proper channels, 
I thought he was just trying to trap him to see if he was doing things like that he wasn't supposed to be for Carol or whatever. I don't know. I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't get it first. It really was a person he was going to operate on. I don't know why, but so that was kind of kind so, of weird. I guess I didn't follow it right. I don't know. So I I also thought it was kind of a setup. I didn't know there was going to be a real person who needed surgery, but I did. I thought that Ezekiel was just testing Tommy to see if he could be trusted to be a good guy. I didn't think he was trying to trick him or get him in trouble. But I thought he was testing him to see, like, can we trust this guy? And then when it turns out that the surgery is in the barn, I was like, don't even tell me that it's, like, an animal, right? Uh, I know. That's, <laughs> but it, <yeah. laughs> it, it turns out they set up a free clinic in the veterinary area. Um, what I didn't love about that, I mean, it was nice to see Ezekiel is going to live and has something to do. But... Like, I didn't like, so now they're setting up the Commonwealth to have an inequitable health system like we have in our country today, and that rich people can get surgery and poor people can't. Like, I I just, I I mean, I can understand. I could totally understand rationing. (laughs) Well, I just felt like, 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 I'm just a little, like, we have been lately leery of shows that maybe you're trying to be too, like, the Commonwealth has a class divide. And that exists in the comic book and it exists on the show. But I feel like we're getting, are we like, I don't want to see week after week of like the writers, like harping on like inequities in our own society being mirrored through the show. Right. I do think yeah. it's totally fair in a place like the Commonwealth that if you have one surgeon, then you have to triage the patients and decide who gets surgery and who doesn't. Right. And the answer is not for the, as far as we know, there's one surgeon to, like, be working around the clock on everyone. Like, I get that. Like, to me, that's fair and reasonable in the apocalypse that maybe not everyone, like, the guy can only do so many surgeries in a day, right? And, and like, they're not, like, how much, they're not manufacturing they anymore. really told whether it's people who need it or people who are higher up. They haven't really explained that, which is part of the problem. We've been saying I mean, that each right. time. I mean, they implied that it's people who can't pay, um, which I... I guess I'm having a little hard time understanding the economy of the Commonwealth that they function fully like our modern economy. I mean, and that people get paid for jobs and have to pay for, like, they seem to have a very highly advanced economy, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, money is only worth the, the worth you put on it. You know what I mean? Like, it's paper. So yeah, it, it it is kind of strange to think that they're that that it, they they rely that much on it, and and I don't know if it's because they're trying to sort of parallel some of our stuff, and just maybe it's not kind of always working. I I don't know. I um, guess I mean I did I, like that at least they're kind of trying to you know find ways around it. I guess. I guess I mean to me, like okay, that's a problem, but that is not like. Like, if they're trying to make reasons why Carol wants to take down the Commonwealth, that's not a good one, Carol. Like, no, like, not really. Like, you're, no. like for a person who, who the number of children she's lost in the brutal world outside and the things they've all seen and been through, like, uh, like I just don't see condemning the, the, the Commonwealth for having inequitable health care, right? Like, Maggie's going to choose to live, raise Herschel in a, in a zombie-infested world because of inequitable health care. Like it's just yeah. like Sebastian sending Max people in. Take them there, but... 
Sebastian sending people into the house is a is a better sign of rot inside the community to me yeah. than like sorry like the surgeon can't get to everyone right. I, I, don't I, I feel yeah, like this... sorry. Go ahead. I didn't want to take off. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say yeah. I don't know that, and, and maybe it's just because they're not being clear on certain things, but I don't know that 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 was necessarily done to to prove that it's. Like you said, inequitable. I thought it was just showing that they're using what they can to try to make it better by doing things okay. kind of off the book. I, I don't know that it was, again, I don't know that it was necessary, but like I said, I, I like that they're kind of trying to do that. But I, I don't know if them showing that was necessarily saying this is an evil part of the Commonwealth. I think that was just kind of them saying we have a way that we can sneak around and do this to make it better. At least that's how I took it. All right. It's not really uh, okay. clear why, I guess. Like it, it was, it didn't. Some yep. of the stuff, like like it's there, but it doesn't necessarily connect. That's fair enough. And also, you know, like I, it was nice to see Ezekiel having his new lease on life, right? Now that he's gonna yeah. live and he's healthy and whatever. So maybe that was the point of it. Also, maybe I'm like being too negative and reading too much into it. That's a totally reasonable way to, thing to counter me. Because um, it was nice to see him do stuff, and it is really far harder to believe that Carol has brainwashed Hornsby so much that she now has the power to tell stormtroopers to ignore a crime and she'll take care of it. Right? Like she's basically like, Oh, don't worry about these two stealing all this stuff. I'm on it. And they're like, okay, Carol, like Carol is like super high place right now. The the only thing that I could say, and, and, and this is sometimes it's hard because this is more me like inferring and this doesn't mean this what it is because I have no idea. Yeah. But I almost kind of wonder if it's more like he gave her some power because he trusts her and maybe with her doing that, they think that it's something that he's doing. Like maybe it's like, we'll ignore this. This is part of something we were told to do and not question type of thing. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I don't know that that's am- the case, but I could it see that being the case. Like, you don't, that she would tell him not to question it. I mean, by their own title cards they gave us, it's been three months. Carol's been inside there three months, and she's so yeah. powerful now in the Commonwealth. The stormtroopers are like, okay, Carol, whatever, fine. Uh, we'll ignore the theft that we witnessed. Yeah, I don't know. I Unless mean, look. Maybe co- even if they had maybe had it that they were, like, against him and maybe were, like, working with her, like, that would maybe even make a little bit more sense. Yeah. But, again, it's like these things happen, and they're not – they don't give an explanation of why. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, and, it's, and I think, it's been like established. Said, I think there, are not, there are certain things they're not explaining the reasons behind. Yeah. I mean, it's been established in the past when they've gone to other communities that Carol is good at, like, pretending to be this, like, earnest suburban mom um, and getting people to trust her and quietly sneaking around because people don't observe, don't notice her. So, like – I get that's been established before, like, you know, at other communities Mm -hmm. when they first came to Alexandria, but she does seem to have achieved a great amount of power. And all we've seen her do is help Lance out of a bind with some wine. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I mean, but you are correct. I should not read so much into it because I mean, I I don't know. I I mean, I do think they're setting Carol up to be in a position when they, when the shit goes down before the end of the season, Carol's in a position to like do some damage, right. Or Mm -hmm. to funnel information. Um, I mean, it's really the least, I mean, it's a nitpick, but it, it, it makes more sense than like, like Maggie refusing to leave the hilltop 
makes the least amount of sense probably to me, right? Like the yeah, hilltop burn. I, yeah, I understand. If a kid, you you take them out of there. There could be, I mean, because I, I even, I forget who I said this to, but one of the actors I said to that, like, I would think that you would put up with an awful lot of things happening at the Commonwealth that maybe aren't the best to be out of that yeah. situation, especially if you had a kid. I, I mean, I don't, yes, what that uh, Sebastian's doing is horrible and bad, but I don't know, even though that that's corruption, I still don't know that I'd be like, well, I'm going to go live by myself and starve again and kill walkers every right, day, you know? Right. Like, like you have said, no yep, you have said repeatedly, and we've discussed it, like, like, what's real, okay, what's really so bad about the Commonwealth compared to every single other place you've ever been? Okay, except for, like, yeah. the five years in the time, apparently during the time jump, the Commonwealth prospered, uh, uh, Alexandria and the Hilltop prospered for, like, five months, five years during the time jump that we didn't see, right? Um, and they had a good way of governing themselves, but literally every single other place they've ever been is messed up way worse, like has cannibals or rapists or, you know, all kinds of like crazy shit going on. And you're right. Every time you bring this up, you're totally right. Like, like you have a little kid, you have Herschel and you prefer to like, you took him on the road with the Reapers (laughs) instead of living out the Commonwealth. Right. Yeah. You're totally right. Um, Maggie refusing to go to the Commonwealth is, and defending, like, wanting to, like, I could also see, Maggie, if you don't want to go, fine, but move to Alexandria, because the hilltop is gone, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I, um, but I, but I agree, and that, and that's why I'm thinking back when I was just saying what I was saying, that, that's why, too, I can even, and, and I hadn't said this now, but I think about it more, like, it, um, it makes sense even in a way that like Mercer's like not doing anything about it. Like he doesn't agree with it, but at the same time, it's kind of like you you don't want to lose that. And that's what I said. I think that you would, you'd put up with an awful lot. Yeah. So Mercer, I mean, I agree with you that I like that we're getting to know Mercer and he finally like started talking in this episode. I, I think, I think that's part of being with princess and I like princess and I like seeing more of her. Um, I mean, I think one of the problems we have is we have too many characters now, and we can't see them all every week or even every other week. Like, like, like we saw Tommy, the surgeon, this week. When's the time we saw his sister Yumiko, right? Or yeah, Ma- I know, like Magna. Like, we don't see a lot of the characters because there's too many of them, and we haven't seen Princess well, in a while. And I, I kind of, <laughs> I like. I like the way she's evolving and like enjoying being with people and they're a cute couple. And I like Mercer. Do you think, okay. So, you know, last week Mercer shot those two soldiers in the head cause they were like Sebastian's mm-hmm. cronies and they were totally corrupt. He seems very like affected by it. And I wonder, do you think this is the first humans he's killed? Like he seems like I would have thought Mercer would have killed a lot of people. Everyone's killed a lot of people. Everyone who's alive yeah. has killed a lot of people. Except for the wimps inside depends. the Commonwealth. I guess it depends if they if he's been there since the beginning, because these people. I mean, we kind of talked about before that to some extent this group is a little sheltered, like in yeah. World beyond if they haven't been outside. Yeah. But yes, I would think he would have too. But it seems like it's saying that he's more of a, of a good guy. We just don't really know. You know, he just doesn't talk a lot. Um, and I yeah. think that it's obviously affected him a lot that he killed them. The thing is, is I, I, 
I question, and, and I guess it's just because we're used to seeing people kill people all the time on this show, is that he killed bad people. It's not like he, I mean, yeah. he says he covered it up. It's not like he covered up, he killed somebody and then covered up the murder. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. covered it up and he did it in order to help. So it wasn't necessarily right. a bad thing. I, but, yeah, he seems like a good guy if it's, you know, something that's kind of on his mind. But, but yeah, I like that, um, that they have them together. I guess I was looking up stuff before the interview, but I guess they're together in the comics, too. I didn't realize that. So that's kind of Yeah, cool. not, every, um, not every couple from the comic book comes across, but they're, really, they're good in the comic book. They're great. I, I mean, I, I love that actress. Paola, I forget her last name. You, Paola Lazar. Paola Paula Zahar. She's really, she's great Powell. as princess. I can't think. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's nice to see more of her. I, I mean, I enjoy her more. Like, we had some Eugene, right? Like, Eugene, Eugene. Oh, my God, Eugene. Uh, I mean, it was him and Max. I find them very, um, you know, he's asked Max to steal files from Lance's office, but he, he, like, he's like, I want you to look for secret files and steal them, which I thought was very, like, what are you even talking about? What do you mean secret? Like what? What? Like it just like well, that was some bad names on the list. Um, I know, but yeah, he didn't give her the names on the list. He didn't give her the list. Using to. Yeah, I don't right? know. He didn't give her the list. He's like, by the way, if you happen to stumble across any secret files, please bring. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, a little no, silly. Right with that. Um, but um, the thing that I don't understand is nobody really knows that she's Mac or Stephanie, right? Because she yeah. didn't even use her own real name. Um, so what I don't understand is why they keep hiding the relationship and they don't just pretend like they met at the Commonwealth, you know? Like instead, because to me it seems much more dangerous trying to hide their relationship than just be like, we met each other and, you know, I got over the other person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I met her and she looks like, she, she looks just like my girlfriend who dumped me, so I started in with her yeah no one knows right, but except, i mean he never knew about her so when they made the fake stephanie she didn't purposely look like her because they never knew who did it like right. i mean she looked like her but that was right. like more casting that wasn't their like thing. lance so couldn't figure out lance didn't know who stephanie was so he got a fake stephanie right which really right eugene should have figured it out because you know when eugene talks to max now it seems like they must have talked for like hours and hours and hours, like talked for like a million hours and they know everything about each other, right? Which I guess is why mm-hmm. Max, two weeks ago, Max was like, how could you even think that person was me? And what they should have said was like, well, I'm, I'm like an incel and I've never had sex and she was sleeping with me. So I didn't really look that close, right? Like the reason that, that Eugene didn't look that closely and didn't figure it out was because like he had a girlfriend. Like remember when Eugene – like watched Abraham and Rosita having sex because he was a creeper who was obsessed with Rosita. Like he yeah. like isn't a guy that has had a woman at least since the apocalypse began, right? And I think he was well, just so happy to be with someone. Point, I, I think he said at one point or the character, I remember reading something about it. They had said that he was supposed to be a virgin or whatever up to a certain point. So I, yeah. I, I think it was probably just he was amazed to have a girlfriend and he wasn't, but also, he wasn't looking for it to be fake. You know what I mean? Like, there was no reason for it to. Yeah. But, yeah, he probably should have realized it. But There was I, no reason to think it was fake. Is, he could now have found her. Like, they have no way of knowing and no reason to believe she's Stephanie. Because she's right. a different name. They never figured it out before. 
So for them to like completely hide that they're even dating to me is more suspicious than to just be like, I met this girl and I fell for somebody else. That's a really good point. I mean, she don't also, to, she's, they don't have to look like they're in madly in love in, in public, but they could still be dating, right. and then they don't got to fake yep. it. Yeah, she's highly placed. She's very trusted. She's Pamela Milton's assistant. Like, you're right, Jamie. Why are they hiding it? Like, they should just go around in public together, um, and and it would be better. You're right about that. Um, uh, and I don't really know what secret – files there look like that whole thing with the secret files like i feel like this thing doesn't need to be done on secret files like lance i don't know here's the other thing lance appears to be working freelance and i'm not sure how that would incriminate pamela or bring down her government right like lance appears, well, i don't know lance that clearly really know that though i mean i assume right. and i could right. be wrong but i kind of assume they think that she knows everything and that's why i've said to you before i, I get yeah. the feeling she doesn't I, I don't think she knows any of what's happening. I think it's going to be interesting when she finds out. I think Max is, I think Lance is plotting his own coup. He either wants to overthrow Pamela or he wants to just break free and start his own rival colony. Yeah. I can't decide what, yeah, but I, I agree with you. I mean, he, Pamela probably doesn't know what he's doing. Um, I mean, I don't know that she cares. I'm not, I'm not going to say like, that she necessarily, I mean, she may just not give a shit one way or the other, but I definitely don't yeah. think that she's involved in what's going on. I get the opinion that she knows nothing about it. Um, and I think that yeah. it could be very interesting when she finds out. So I mean, I, don't I, think she, um, I think she is the creator of the class system and she's perfectly happy with the class system because she's at the yeah. top of it. But I don't, uh, surely she doesn't know, like, yeah, let's send people after people after people to go steal the, this money, right? And let's well, like send a shipment of guns. They involved. need those people too. I mean, it, they're trying yeah. to rebuild yeah. the world. They're they're not. Yeah. They're not completely dispense, you know, dispensable like they are to him. Um, yeah. The other also, thing I want to say. Saw, is, sorry, go ahead. I, I saw a comment on Facebook today that somebody was like, "Why didn't they just play a radio like a mile away from the zombies, and they would all walk over there, and then you'd get into the house free with no problems." <laughs> That's a good point. Which is a really good point, right? I'd never thought of well, that. But if but... they did that, then the other Commonwealth people would know what he was up to. Maybe that's. I guess, yeah. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, yeah. Um, but what I was going to say, the one thing that I question is they're like trying to find proof and everything to, you know, out what's going on, right? That, yeah. The, public, um, the editor at the newspaper before wouldn't even publish the stuff she was putting out before. I don't know why yeah. they kind of think or it's possible that they can are able to just write this stuff, whether it's true or not, and they think it's going to get published or that it did. I can't remember if they published it yet or not, either they were going to or they did. Like, yeah. that, that even seems feasible to me because she was shutting down yeah. everything they did before. Um, but, yeah, I think this, what I get out of the secret file is just the fact that they're trying to prove where these people went. And there must be more to it than just the people he went to go in the house because there's more people on that list. Um, yeah. You know, how that's going to connect, I don't know. I agree with you that, like, in a, in a show about the zombie apocalypse, like, don't tell me the climax is going to be publishing the story in the newspaper, in the colony newspaper, because that is ridiculous, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, as you and I have talked about before, why would you even employ an award-winning investigative reporter on your podunk newspaper, which is really just the mouthpiece for Pamela Milton, right? 
Why don't you be like, Connie, you're a great fighter. Or, Connie, why don't you teach yeah. sign language to the other deaf people who live here? Or, Connie, like, that there's so good. many things Connie can do, right? There is. But, you know, um, you, you make me question, though, when you say that. I was just thinking, like, if you didn't want things to get out, why would you hire a good reporter? But then again, if yeah. she really honestly doesn't know that this corruption is going on, then she may, you know, hire a good think reporter it's great. because she wasn't hiding yeah. anything, not knowing because she wants to have a good newspaper. Yeah. Like, she's right. a legit newspaper really person. and. And, like, this reporter fell into her lap, so why not? I mean, I, I do think it's a little bit this oversimplified system that the, that the Commonwealth has, that whatever your job was before the fall net, or the rising yeah. or whatever people call it, now you do the same job you did before, which, look, yeah, we're all they could have a lot into important things that they could have people do. Like, yeah. forget vacant hates and making newspapers, yeah. you know. You're doomed, Jamie, because there's no Internet in the future, and I don't know how you're going to get a job. <laughs> I would have to work. And, I would have to work the newspaper like her, I guess. Me too. I'm a writer. You and I would both have to work at the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, there are worse things, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, um, uh, well, wait. We're not done. Can we please? Yeah, okay. So we got to go back to the the horrible Riverbend storyline with Lance, and we got to talk about Leah because I I got some problems with that storyline also. Partly the fact that. Like, I wish, look, I liked Leah and I like Lynn Collins, but her story was over and I don't really like the way she's being, like, we need, we have nine episodes left. We need fewer characters, not the living, right? And I feel like I have a lot of problems with, like, I don't believe she would steal the guns. If she did, I, I don't believe she has them all on her because she's one person. I also Why don't she could attack a whole convoy like that by herself that had weapons. You said that last week, right. You said that last week. Yeah. Yep. We know that we know the stormtroopers are largely inept, but still one, one her against everyone. You're right. Um, I saw multiple people, both like people who wrote recaps, people who commented, people who wrote on Facebook. I saw a lot of people say like, what does she even need with a whole truckload of weapons? She's one person. She can only carry like two at a time. So unless you're going to bury them in a hole or unless you're going to trade them or national food or something, like what do you, like what are you going to do with them? Um, yeah. And a lot of people also said, like, it's not believable that Lance could even find her, that they just happened to stumble upon her on the road. Like Leah's too good for that, right? If her, she would have killed them before for, close enough. Well, or why would she? Why shoot them? Why not run away so they can't find you? Like, why did she shoot it? Like, she's so smart and stealthy in military. Why didn't she just like melt into the woods and get away from them? Yeah, not wrong. Right. Yeah, not and then of yeah, course, no, I agree. And then of and then for myself, I, when I watched it, I was really enraged by the part where like Lance stumbles upon the one person who hates Maggie as much as I assume he's hiring her to kill Maggie, right? Like he has stumbled upon the one person who hates Maggie as much as he did. And, and like, they just, they just like to get these guns back. They just threw like 20 people off a roof and tried to kill everyone to get the guns. But now he finds the person who really has the guns and he's not going to kill anyone. I don't care about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, but then again, he does do what benefits him. And I think, more than the weapons, and, and and again, this goes back to we don't really know what the whole weapons thing was, if it was like a secret we shipment. We don't really know. Oh, it was a secret Lance shipment. Lance is after what helps him, 
So right now, to him getting rid of Maggie and taking over that community, I think is more important. Yeah. But yeah. they never explained I mean, the shipment thing. But so, see that, so Lance Lance has said that it was a secret shipment, and he doesn't want Pamela to find out, right? Um, I don't know if he said that or we inferred it. Did he say it? Because we were questioning no, he said it. Before. Yes, he said it. Did he has he, said he that he, that's why he sent when he sent Carlson. That's why he sent Carlson because he needed it taken care of and he doesn't want like nobody knows about these guns. He doesn't want me to find out. Um, okay. And whatever else is in the shipment. Um, I also don't think I don't know. I don't think he wanted to take over Riverbend. I just think he thought they had the guns and that's why he wanted to kill them. I don't know why he's interested in Hilltop. Like, why do you care about Maggie? Like, Maggie lives burned down fort in a tent with nothing. Like, why does yeah. he even care about Maggie? He wants Maggie? to take over the place, but why is a good question. Why I would mean, he want to take over the Hilltop? Um, there's nothing there. Maybe there's people. But, yeah, Hilltop, there's, like, nobody there. I mean, I mean there's some people, right. but there's not, like, very many that it should be that big of a deal. Um, I think I there's know. like a handful of people because remember, even Lydia was leaving two weeks ago. Yeah, even Lydia was going to leave and go to the Commonwealth. Like, there's almost nobody there. Uh, Oceanside, okay, they have a lot of women there. It's all women, Oceanside, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and presumably, Alexandria has people. Um, yeah. Still, I don't know. I, I, I still get confused. I have. For, from for a while now, gotten confused what, who's at what community, so I just gave yeah. up trying to keep track. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just I, I just wish it was a little more clear why Lance is obsessed with like yeah getting more communities and particularly like like failed communities like the Hilltop. Like the, the Hilltop is not a community. The Hilltop is a band of people living in a dump, right? Like mm-hmm. Jade has had a better community than Hilltop has right now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, definitely true. All right. Well, all right. I really want Leah to that? be killed because we have to start killing characters. We cannot keep all these people. Um, yeah. And you're right. And it's one more thing. One more thing we haven't talked about is, and, and we should start thinking about this in the coming last nine episodes. Do you think the CRM is going to show up and just wipe everybody out? <laughs> That'd be interesting. I hadn't even thought of that, but that makes sense that they would show up. I mean, it it might explain Uh, why they split up onto separate shows. It might explain why, like, two stars go one way and two stars go the other way, right? I don't know. I just hope they do explain it. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. That's my hope. Um, Okay, well, sorry. Go ahead. All right. Well, just they've never brought the CRM into this show. And, And the CRM is already in fear, which is five years behind, and the CRM was in was in that other world beyond, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to, we'll talk about this as we get closer to the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I did yeah. see right. somewhere, you know, the, the anthology one that's coming. Yep. Yeah. I know. Tales from the Walking see, Dead. Well, no, I know some of them are supposed to be like stories connected to what we've seen before. I guess it's not all yeah. new stuff, but they do have some new actors. I saw somewhere the posting, and I think it was supposed to be, I never followed up on it, but I'm pretty sure it was like a legit release, that one of them's about Alpha. I really don't want to see that. I yes, hate I it. saw that. I saw I there's need, one about I Alpha. I don't need more. I really don't. I saw, I saw another story about some other actress that's going to be in it. But, yes, there's going to be one about Alpha, which I guess is a prequel because Alpha's dead, right? So we're going to see a prequel about yeah. Alpha. I and mean, I, if it's like maybe how she became Alpha, maybe that could be interesting. But, like, if it's once she's crazy shit, I don't like it. 
Well, we I mean, we kind of saw how she became before. alpha. We saw who she was before and what happened to her. That, to me, that's enough backstory. I don't need. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think right? we need it. I agree with you, Jamie. Like, so she became a murderous person who allows, like, her people to rape her daughter repeatedly. Like, why do we need to see that, right? How she became to that person. To be fair, though, I don't, was that ever actually in the show? Did we ever come to a decision if they actually said that in the show or that was more implied I, and it was from the comic? I think. I think you're right. It was more implied. It was never. It was. It was openly said in the comics. It was more kind of alluded to on the show. Like I think there's a scene right. where, where Megan like kind of saves her. Yeah, I think sometimes some of the things that are in the comic, like they're not necessarily in the show, but we, you kind of, to, to, I, I want to say to you, meaning because I haven't yeah. read the comics. I think that sometimes like things more feel implied because you see, yeah. you've seen yeah. it happen in the I've comics said, and it yeah. isn't necessarily the yeah. same, right? Because I don't think they ever right. outright said that, which I, I, I kind of appreciate in a way just because I don't need, like, a storyline about her getting raped. Yeah. Um, so, All right, well, she yeah. did chop ten okay. people's heads off and put them on spikes. So she's terrible. You're right. I don't want to see oh, her. I hated her. her. I, I hated her and don't want to see her prequel. Yeah. Okay. All right, anyway, All right. we have um, one more well, next we'll be- week before the break. Right, right, right. I was just going to say, before we move on, I was going to play um, a clip oh, yeah. from um, Michael James Shaw and then one from um, Paolo Zara. But I'll do um, Michael's first. I was asking him about the costume. Let me make sure my iPad is up here. And he plays right. Mercer. Mercer, yes. This is Mercer. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll play it with my question on. That way you can hear the cool. way I asked it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Whoops, wait, it's, I have it turned up, why is it muted? Oh, wait, there, okay, sorry. Yeah, you too seem like you get along well. Um, so, can you talk a bit about wearing the soldier, as I call them, stormtrooper costumes? I mean, mm-hmm. does that look very comfortable? Is it hard to move around in and do kind of the action type stuff? It's an art. <laughs> um, actually, so... Funny enough, moving around, like, pedestrian, like, uh, stuff, like, just kind of walking at a leisure pace or sitting down, it's terrible. It's super awkward. But the minute you kind of, like, put a little force behind it, like, doing action scenes in that costume, like, um, the, the Walker kills in, like, 12 were super fun and actually easy to move through. I think it's strangely built to, like, to move with purpose as opposed to, you know, relaxing. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. All right. I, I didn't know what one wow. to play. I'm just kind of randomly picking. Yeah, uh, you know, I could, I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure because they weren't on video. But when I said stormtroopers, I swear that the publicist laughed, too. I heard a female laugh in there. <laughs> so I don't know if they think that, too, or they thought it was nuts. But he laughed. It sounded like she laughed, too. All right. Let me play one from Paula here. Pa- Paola. I can't say the name right. I'm probably screwing it up, but okay. So I was going to say, should I do how her life changed or should I do? I have one that's kind of funny about the um, about the walkers. Let me find it. Oh, I thought this one was funny. This one's really short. I'll play the other one too, but I thought this one was funny. How do you feel about being around the walkers? Like, do you grow, do they gross you out? Do you think it's fun? I know some people think it's funny just watching them hang out on set, but I love them. I love love them. I was smelling their hair the other day um, because it smells really good because they put some, like, a mixture of conditioner and water so it looks, like, greasy. 
but they smell so good, and I love them. I, I'm just very excited to be around them, <laughs> and I hug them and stuff, and I just get excited when they're around. Yeah. I thought that was funny. That was kind of a weird tidbit I didn't expect to get. That is not a thing I would expect someone to say about the walkers, that they, that they smell it's good. It's like a lot like Princess. Like, I, I get like it seems like kind of her, but sometimes what she says kind of reminds me of Princess, and in a good way. I don't mean it like I know Princess, sometimes mm-hmm. it's Olivia, I don't mean that, but she just seems like a happy person. Um, okay, let me find out where it was. All right. Uh, la, la, la. I was trying to see. Okay, I'll just do this one. Actually, this was right after that. I could have just let it go. Okay, I'll just do this one. It's probably funny. Um, so, can I say, oh, how has your life changed since you started working on the show? So many ways. So many ways. It really has been, I mean, perhaps the biggest blessing of my life. Um, everything has changed. How I view myself, how, how my self-worth, um, not because you get followers and stuff like that, but truly because I've seen how I work under pressure and how I'm still graceful and compassionate and hardworking and responsible. And that to me was just like such a beautiful thing to see of myself and to recognize my hard work. Um, but just so many things. I just met so many beautiful people, uh, been able to talk about mental health with people because of the character speaking on it. It just, I'll say everything has changed. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. There. Well, I cool. played a couple. And um, those are up. Obviously, at SciFiVision.com, people can read them. That was, again, that was Paolo, I can't say her name, Lazaro, and um, Michael J. Shaw. Michael James Shaw, sorry. Usually, for some reason, I keep saying David. Now I'm saying Jay. I don't know. I keep butchering their names for some reason. But anyway. All right. So, uh, it's your lack of sleep. Yes, probably. Um, so I don't have any scheduled yet this week, but I'm guessing there probably will be another one. It's just a guess. I really don't know, but I have a feeling. I, I have a feeling oh. who, what what it's going to be and who it's going to be, but I can't say anything. So we'll see. Um, All right, cool. It seems like when they do it, it's you know usually kind of the ones that are sort of featured. So. All right. Well. Um, that's it for that, I guess. Um, the only other thing before we go on to to Moon Night, I was going to say. Uh, so people know, because I had just, you know, put it up yesterday, because I just found out that um, I did talk to um, Tosin Cole today, uh, who cool. was Ryan on Doctor Who. So I was really excited about that. It was for 61st Street, um, which is which is coming up on uh, AMC, or AMC Plus. I'm not sure if it's on AMC as well. I think so. Um, so that will be out soon as well. But And I did, of course, at least ask him one Doctor Who question. So... <laughs> Of course. So that is kind of, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. And then I have that. I did uh, talk to um, Douglas Booth for that dirty black bag. And I was trying to think if there's anything else. Those are the main ones. I might be doing Killing Eve this week. But, uh, you know, people can always find updates about it on Twitter, Sci-Fi Vision. I cool. keep you updated that way. All right. Well, if you guys want to move on to Moon Knight, um, I'm yeah. assuming AJ knows more about this story. I'm kind of curious his take because I thought it was good, but I was like confused sort of about what's going on. Maybe he can shed a little bit of a bit a little bit of light on it. I was confused. If he's around, maybe maybe before AJ <laughs> sheds the light. 
before you tell us, AJ, Jamie, I was confused about whether or not, like, he, like, does he have a disassociative personality? Is like, was it really another personality, another life he doesn't know about, or was he possessed, like, basically having like a demon living inside him, or, or like, like, I, I was confused about exactly what's going on inside his brain. Yeah, right? I thought something takes him over, but I know the description says dissociative, so I wasn't sure. But um, obviously it seems to make him look different, so I, I'm guessing because it's a Marvel thing, it's more than just, you know, schizophrenia or something. But uh, I'm also confused that there's two voices. That's what mixed me up because I thought, like, it was the – and I don't know that it's a superhero, but the thing that looks like – you know, quote unquote, a superhero with the costume. I thought was what was taking him over, but then it also seems to be the part of him that has the American accent. So I, I'm a little, a little confused. But I, I found it good. I mean, I liked it. I want to see more. I'm curious where it's going. Um, and I thought it was the one thing I thought was kind of interesting was um, Ethan Hawke's character that's after him and is like trying to kill him the whole time. And then at the end, that um, a met or whatever balances the scales and says not to kill him. I thought that was interesting. And I do like that it's kind of got this Egyptian mythology because I've been I've always been into Egypt, so I thought that was pretty cool. Those are my main comments. You can go now. <laughs> no, I mean maybe AJ will tell us, or maybe he doesn't want to tell us yet, like what's really going on with this guy. Whether it's a split personality, whether it's a like a like Venom. You know how Venom actually has like a bit of an alien yep. like cohabitating inside him. Maybe that right? Like is he, like too. yeah, yeah. So. AJ, have you read? Have you read My his turn. comics? Uh, have you read? Do you? Yeah. Do you know Moon Knight from the comics? I do. Um, so, this is not an origin story. He's already Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I being somebody I'm, I'm familiar with Moon Knight. I didn't think about the things that you guys brought up, which is very telling, actually, because. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't thought about it from somebody's perspective that has no idea what they're watching. Um, so that is kind of interesting that you guys, you know, thought about having, you know, is he hearing voices? Is he possessed by something? Um, that's something I never thought about because this is this is not an origin story. He is already Moon Knight. Um, to so answer your question, no then, probably. To answer your question. Um, all right, so do you want to know that over that like narrator voice that we were hearing? Who that is? Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. thought maybe it was I one of the gods. Anybody I'm listening, really sure. if you don't want to know that is, you don't listen. <laughs> yes, yeah, you close your ears for a minute. In three, two, one. Um, that voice that is Tantu, that is the moon god, he's the Egyptian moon god, Tantu. He is how – I mean, essentially you're right. He is kind of possessed. So why are there two versions um, of him, though, as well? Do I hear Artie correcting uh, you? Did I, did, I, did I just hear yeah, Artie he correcting like you he didn't, in the background? Yes. Yes, he, he did. He did. He did. He totally, he totally <laughs> smirked in my pronunciation in the well, back of my background. I can't even talk to <laughs> He needs to get to bed. Um <laughs> <laughs> the reason, Jamie, that he has two personalities is he has DID, uh, oh. disassociative okay, identity so, disorder. So it's both then. He he 
he's had his split yeah, personality he's, and he's possessed, basically, yes, is what you're yes, saying. He, yes, he is Steven okay. and he's he's also and he's so he's he's Steven and he's also Mark Spector, which is interesting because Mark Spector is the main personality. And um Ooh. so I thought it was interesting that, that they started out with one of the alternate personalities. Um with Steven, oh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. interesting. It was really funny, too, because I was really confused watching because I was like, what are they doing here? Because he keeps calling his mother, and I'm like, but it's not Steven's mother. It's Mark's mother. So, who, you know, I'm like, so how does that work? But then Artie went and rewatched the episode, and he's like, he's leaving a voicemail, so he's not actually talking to her. <laughs> it's like, okay, that works. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, I know. I mean, he sure actually speaks to her. It's always a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's well, six episodes. I mean, so now they got to kind of quickly explain makes things. Makes sense because that um, that voice makes a point of saying like he, he like about he's back again, like rather than saying it like the opposite way. You know what I mean? Like saying Stephen's back. I mean, like he's the one taking over. That that's interesting to know that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it actually it was funny because it kind of annoyed Artie um, because Conchu was kind of, and I felt the same way, that it was kind of, he was kind of being used as comic relief, like, oh, good, the idiot's back again, you know, type of mm-hmm. attitude, um, which I, I don't know. I don't know. For me, though, there was, and this was just a personal thing, I didn't like the whoever they chose to, to do the voice of Kanchu. I don't know. It just it, it sounds like, you know, like, it's, no, it, it, to, to me, it, no, it actually reminded me like like a game show, you know, like like the guy on the Price is Right. Yeah, you're the next contestant on the Price is Right. You know, take, like that voiceover type of person that you hear on like a game show or uh, you know a, a Tonight Show opening, you know, whatever. It's just it's like that mm-hmm. announcer kind of thing. Just, yeah, and it's just I mean that's just a yeah announcer type of thing. That's, that's just my personal. I was kind of like taken out out of it by that. Um, but yeah. So AJ, so Mark is like the primary or like the original personality who owns the body. Yes. And yes. And Stephen is a is a side personality. So I'm confused. Yes. When he Steven calls the mother and leaves the message, when he calls the mother and leaves the message, oh, because they're all side personalities, so they all have really the same mother because they're in the same body. I was going to say the mother probably knows has that too. I would assume. Well, yes. And also, yes. I mean. It, job in the comics, the mother knows. Because, like, his job, they know him as Steven, not Mark. That's kind of, well, yeah. that's why I think that's really interesting. Mark is a mercenary, so he has lots of money, and he has actually set right. up his personality with its own, you know, with his own identity. And actually, no, it's funny because in the comics, Stephen is actually to go to a job. <laughs> right. Stephen is a billionaire in the comics, and I thought it was kind of interesting that they chose to make him not a billionaire. And my thought process is, I kind of like it because everybody in the comics is a goddamn billionaire. Tony Stark, <laughs> Reed Richards. <laughs> That, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, every everybody, everybody but Spider Man is, is is has money. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. they're all rich. So I kind of like that they made yeah. Stephen, um, you know, kind of like middle class. 
Yeah, and actually the um, villains are like all billionaires too, right? Like the Green Goblin is a billionaire yeah. and the Joker, they're all billionaires. Um, well, first of all, the Joker's in D.C. and he's not a billionaire. Um, yeah. So here's another question. Mark is a mercenary. But is yes. he the moon? Is is he the moon? Is the Moon Knight a mercenary, or is he a mercenary and then the Moon Knight's another thing that he is? Moon Knight's another thing that he is. Oh my God! All right, how do we even do this Moon Knight. <laughs> uh huh. I know. Moon Knight is essentially Wait, when Kanchu takes over, for okay. more, more or less. This poor and guy, the, though, he not only has a, a second personality taking over, but also this Egyptian god. Like, he's got both, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and so... And you know what's... And so... I was say, and so Ethan Hawke worships a different Egyptian god. Right. Uh, who is the god of, that. like, justice... Justice, uh, who is the so the yeah. the the dog with like the bird beak that's chasing him in the museum? That's a met Ethan Hawke's god, goddess. You right? yes. see what that was? It was so dark, I couldn't see what was chasing him. It looked like a big something. It has like a big, long, pointy dog snout that almost looks like a bird's beak, but it has teeth. It's like a long dog oh, that, snout. That's right. It did show the hair. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was gonna say, Jamie. Jamie said they know him as Steven, and I was going to say, Jamie, they do not. Did you guys notice how many times that security guard called him Scott? And I was like, lost joke. It's a lost joke. His name is Steve. They keep calling him Scott. <laughs> totally is. I didn't think about that. Nice catch, Karen. But, but I they just met him Scott like, like four times. Him. Yeah, no, he does. But yeah, they just know him as this schlubby, losery guy. That would be funny if that really was meant as a lost joke. But, um, but yeah, but like the boss knows him as like you know a vegan Steve. So um, but at least a lot of them um, kind of know know who the other person. Was. And what was up with the fish? I mean, I got that like he was confused because one day the fish had one fin and then it had two fins. But I I, I missed what the point was. Did he go and get a new fish when he was Mark? I, I didn't yes. get that. Yes. 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 Yeah, I tell you what, got a new fish. I felt, I felt so bad for him when he was two days late to his date and didn't know it. <laughs> you know, I know. Like, so he just realized something was wrong. This poor guy thinks it's the wrong day. He went on a really big bender or something, you know. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, so, they did a good job yeah. of characterizing Steve. I think they they made us feel really sympathetic yeah. to him, right? And really established mm-hmm. his status as a, a nebbish and kind of a schlumpy, like, losery guy with no friends. Why a guy who looks like Oscar so, Isaac would have no friends or girlfriends, I don't know, but that's the story. <laughs> um, well, he almost had a girlfriend, but he stood her up. Yeah. So have you guys heard <laughs> ab- about, about the huge backlash that Moon Knight got because no. of their mention – of Moonlight, they 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 infer the Armenian genocide, and you? Uh, yeah, um, what's his face? Uh, Ethan Hawke's character mentions it, and oh, he when does. he's giving yeah, a speech in the beginning there, and he says like the Turkish government, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the Turkish government went nuts. 
they were like, there's no Armenian genocide. People, you know, like, they, they kind of went crazy. Yeah. 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 They kind of went mm-hmm. fucking nuts. So, they were so not Moon happy will not be that. shown in Turkey. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they uh, <laughs> they banned it. <laughs> I, thought, yeah. I thought maybe you were going to say about his, his dissociative disorder, because I do hope that as much as that's part of, like, the story that they – you know, represent it in the right way, if, if I'm saying that right. Like, but they treat know, it sensitively and not like the movie. I'm sorry? Yeah. yeah. But they treat yeah, it sensitively and with care. Yeah. 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 But I mean, and it should not just be a gimmick. TV, though. It is a movie, but you don't want to completely alienate people either, so. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's been, no. uh, since, since the whole inception of Moon Knight and, and Oscar Isaacs being cast, there's been all kinds. I mean, most, a lot of it was fan-based because people just have nothing better to do than cry on the Internet. Um, but people are like, oh, Moon Knight's Jewish and Oscar Isaacs isn't Jewish and it's, a very, it's very important to his character. And it's like, who cares? He can play a character that isn't something he, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's called acting. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like you should be. They don't want to. They don't. If you're really concerned, well, well, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, people are going. Con- people have gotten carried away with with some of the complaints. I mean, not just when I, I, I was reading this article about Witcher, how, um, to say you know, disabled characters are being played by normal people, and I'm like, what is wrong with this world? <laughs> I, I can't anymore. Well, so. Case in point, Oscar Isaac doesn't have a dissociative identity disorder, but he's playing that character. Yeah, right? there you go. I mean, we should have, we should have cast what it, it does. I'm sure there's lots of actors. Yeah, I, I'm always <laughs> of the opinion that I think they should get the best actor, and it shouldn't matter one way or another. Um, in, exactly. In either direction. I mean, um, it should matter a little bit. Like, I think British shows can be better because American audiences, they more go by who the actor is and what they look like. Where when you get other, that's why in a lot of shows that aren't American, the people aren't, you notice the stars aren't always good looking. Usually they go by yeah. their acting ability, I think, a bit more. Not always. I'm saying sometimes. I Look, like they do. it matters, right? It mattered when, it mattered when. To a degree. I should say that I did that way. It mattered when Scarlett Johansson was cast in Alita. What was she cast in? Battle, was that what she was cast as? She was cast as no, a Japanese but, character. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. When the white washing was that. Um, no, or, or when ghost, people complained. Um, ghost, ghost in the Machine? No, ghost, not Ghost in the Machine. What's called? Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, yeah. Like when, when like that mattered, or people were upset when Tilda Swinton played uh, the, the ancient one or whatever, right? And like we don't yeah. cast white people as black people, you know, like that kind of thing. But I think to be like the actor's not Jewish is taking that maybe a step too far, be more concerned that the writers can sensitively write a Jewish character, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the writers have more to do with that. Or be more concerned about, like, we don't demand that, that the character's 43, the actor must be 43 years old, otherwise they can't relate, right? Or, I mean... Right. I have read yeah, more I mean, so, yeah. about... It's not something that's so integral to the character that it changes it. Like, I agree, Ghost in the Shell, like, that was kind of a big thing that they did. But, um, you know, sometimes people like to do go a little bit too. A little bit too far. Yeah. But we have some – does somebody have a TV in the background? We're getting some uh, noise. Not me. Through. I just got snoring in the background as normal. I just took a drink. Maybe that's what you heard. I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe. I don't know. I heard a little noise, but – 
Um, I do. I have heard AJ some more talk about the fact that it, it's very unusual for Marvel that Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke both have one season deals with Marvel Studios. They are not. Most people who do Marvel yes. are are locked into a multi-year contract to do multiple movies or multiple seasons of a show. Right? Have you guys read about this? How the two of them have a one-year deal? I I did I did hear that. Um, I don't I know think if it means anything, but I did hear that. Right. I mean, I've read that, you know, I've read Oscar Isaac said, like, if it's good and people like it, we could do another season. He was noncommittal. He didn't say it definitely would, but Marvel usually has a multi-year plan. I mean, I've read some speculation. Yeah. I mean, there are some people who've seen multiple episodes who feel this is a little bit different. This show is a little bit different for Marvel. This character and the way this show goes is maybe not um, like Marvel's maybe taking a chance and being a little more less tentpole and more, you know, exploring their creative juices with this. Well, uh, we'll see what happens after six episodes if we agree with that. I got it. This is, I mean, and this is the first of many. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, and a bunch of my friends and I talk about this all the time with. I kind of, it, it, in some ways, I kind of like it, but in a lot of ways, I'm starting to feel like I miss the old days when you didn't know about something until you saw a commercial. You didn't find out five yeah. years ahead of time that it was coming someday. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I miss going to the movies and, and, you know, going to the theater and seeing, you know, going to see a movie and getting a preview for something you had no idea there was a sequel to. It was like, oh, my God. Like, I'll never forget when I went to the movies one time, you know, when I went and uh, I don't remember what the movie was, but I saw a trailer for Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and I was like, oh, my God, you know? Like, and you I had no it. idea yeah, they were making another movie. Yeah. Nothing about it. You know, Marvel, DC, and, and all these different networks, that you, you know what's coming for the next five years. And it's like, you know, so, but no, my point is knowing that um, there's a lot of not, you know, a lot of shows coming, shows and movies coming from Marvel that aren't mainstream characters, you know, um, not that Moon, right. I mean, Moon Knight's not, Moon Knight's not really a mainstream like he's not an Iron Man or Hulk or Captain America or something, you know, so you consider him to be a little lesser, but like probably something you've never heard of that I'm not sure if it's live action or animated. Actually, I know it's going to be on Disney plus um, is werewolf by night. They're doing, which ironically is where moon Knight, uh, his first appearance is actually in the werewolf by night comic. Um, oh. This is the first time you see moon Knight. So, I mean, and actually, I think, it's, also... I think it's the Werewolf by Night holiday special. <laughs> so. Oh, really? So in some ways, yeah. maybe it's refreshing to know that, that the actors from Moon Knight only have a one-year deal, so you don't know if another one is coming or not. If you like it, you have to wait yeah. to find out. But um, at the same time, it's I mean, kind of like, why wouldn't they, you know, when they actually introduce these characters, why wouldn't they want to do more? But at the same time, you could be right. They could be like, okay, let's see how this does. If, the, if, if people are watching it and the ratings are good. Then we'll do a, do another season, and then we'll give you a bigger contract, and maybe, you know. I, but that's the thing, like yeah. all the Netflix shows that came over, like Moon Knight has been part of the Def- the Defenders, which are all the characters from the Netflix shows, 
you know, he's, right. he's worked with them. Yeah. He's worked, he's worked with Punisher. Um, you know, something I keep hearing rumors about, um, and like, there's a, you know, a, a kind of a team up of characters called Midnight Suns that Moon Knight has been a part of, which is part, you know, Ghost Rider and Dr. Strange have been in it and Morbius, you know, so. Ugh, Morbius. Can we talk about Morbius for a second? That movie is you want. terrible, right? Have you seen it? Yeah, I'm that not going to see it. supposed to be horrible. Nope. Nope. I, I couldn't mean, wait to so see it so back easy. when. It You've seen it and it is horrible. Sorry, I misunderstood what you said. We've heard that Back it's horrible, when, and we're not going to see it. Yes. Oh, okay. No, I'll, I'll wait for it to come out of HBO Max. When it first, it um, first time I saw a trailer for it, I was like, I was like, oh, cool, Morbius. And, you know, speaking of a, a not mainstream character, um, and I was like, oh, cool, Morbius. And then it was like, it got pushed back, and then it got pushed back again. And it was just like, I was like, yeah, whatever. Not, and then, not a good sign. And then it got and then it got pushed back again after No Way Home came out. And I, I actually read an article today on why it got pushed back. Um, and it was like I was the main reason I wanted to like before No Way Home came out, or yeah, No Way Home. I was like I wanted to see it because I wanted to try. I wanted to know what universe Morbius is in because in the trailer there's aspects of of every universe, and I'm like, which one is he from? And then come to find out all the stuff in the trailer, 90% of it wasn't in the movie. And yeah, yeah, it's just that's and it, it, people are just trashing it. Like critics and mm-hmm. fans alike are just like, why did they bother with this movie? This movie is awful. Like, they're well, you know why they it, bother with it. The, the, the yeah, Sony verse, <laughs> they're calling it yeah. the Sony versus biggest mistake. <laughs> Yeah, and the problem with the Sony-verse is that they only own Spider-Man and the Spider-Man villains. So in order uh-huh. to keep making movies, they're forced to make movies about the villains and, and, like, try to make these origin stories and then hope they can eventually make a movie where Spider-Man fights them. But, like, they're saying Tom Holland's already out, right? Tom Holland's, like, three and done, maybe. Um, and, like, yeah, all they own is Spider-Man and the villains. So they can't, like, yeah. they can't really, like... They're, they're in a hole unless they want to play with Marvel like they did on, you know, the last Avengers movie. Right. Well, I mean, the thing about um, Morbius that I thought was going to work is Morbius. Yeah. Morbius and Spider-Man have fought, but Morbius is kind of an, he's, kind, he's more like Venom. He's an anti-hero. Um, oh yeah. You know, you know once Mike, once, you know, once, once Michael oh. Morbius, like when he becomes, and he, he's not your typical vampire though. He, he's a little different, um, but once he becomes, you know, once he be, when he first becomes Morbius, he can't, he has trouble controlling it, and then over time he's able to control himself, and then you know he he starts being it. a hero is a strong yeah. word, but he starts helping people. Um, he's you know, another so it, 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 I, doctor. It, it, it made sense to me what they were. Well, he had a he had a fatal disease that he was trying to cure, and basically turned himself yeah. into a vampire. <laughs> My mistake, yeah. Whoops, whoopsie, made myself a vampire. Yeah, but um, everything I've everything I've basically read though, it's not any it's not any of the performances that are problem. It's it's the script is just that bad. Like, doesn't make any sense in a lot of spots. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
I mean, I'll see it eventually, and I'll you know, and I'll put the pieces together and see exactly what they're talking about. Because I've read snippets here and there. Because I've gotten, I just don't even care. Um, so when I see it, I'll be able to yeah. put it together a little bit more. But I mean, I personally, Which I mean, a lot because I hate, you're the target audience. I yeah, I hate the Venom movies. I think both those movies are god awful. Like you wasted, like the second the second Venom movie, you wasted Woody Harrelson. Like you just you wasted oh my god. him. <laughs> like, Those movies are terrible. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, unless Marvel is directly attached to the movies, they're they've been bad. Tony can't do it. Yeah. So, all right. So, I think that we will add Moon Knight anyway. on a weekly. It's only six weeks, right? We'll cover Moon Knight for the next five weeks. Yeah. Um, and talk about it and see where it goes. It has promise. Good actors. Um. All right. Yep. Good. So we'll add that. Anything else about it, you guys, before we move on from it? No, I think um, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, cool. But it, it was it was good. All right. But wait and see. Yeah. Well, thank you for explaining it to us, AJ. Yeah, no me. problem. Because there's every chance. Do you have anything else for us, Jamie? Or you, or have mm-hmm. you given us all your nuggets no, for the week? I was going to say is, um, I think I told you guys, last, I can't remember if I said last week, um, I did get to talk to Michael Bolton again. I put that up, and I talked to Snoop Dogg the other night. That's going to be going up soon. No way. That's you talked to Snoop? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. For, um, American Song Contest. So. That was pretty cool. So that's going up. But, um, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm still playing catch up, as usual. <laughs> Can you tell me, Jamie, before you go, American Song Contest is basically like Eurovision, but for the 50 states? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And That's then, what I gathered yeah. from the ad. Yeah, yeah. And the territories. That's what I yeah. thought from the ad. All right. Yeah, yeah. Then Thank they you. even have been doing the stuff every before. Still- but, yes, it's definitely that. Um, I find it surprising, though, that the um, that the famous singers aren't necessarily going on. I figured that they would all kind of make it, so I don't know. Although this I'm kind of glad really that they cool. don't, right? No, I, if, I'm just if they were gonna, like, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you, but it's kind of cool um, because otherwise, yeah. why would any amateurs get involved, right? Um, and I think that's, that's the case with Eurovision. Like, some countries put forward their best, like, famous singers, mm-hmm. and some countries don't, and, like, that to might be, be interesting. Though, I don't know. I not say any of these people really seem like amateur. I mean, they're all singers. They're just not all known singers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of them yeah, are Yeah, they're all professionals. Yeah. But uh, Michael Bolton made it through. His was good, though. My, Macy Gray did not, and I don't know yet about Jewel. I'm not sure if they – I don't think oh. they – they don't actually announce that. I don't think till Monday. Oh, so it's already on. So. It's already started. Oh, yes. It's, it's been three weeks now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do what I know? Yeah, it's it's hosted I'm by Dave and Kelly Clarkson. That's why. Right. No, she changed her name. Kelly Brienne. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, when <laughs> when I don't think she had changed it when we talked. Well, I didn't get the show on that one. But when we did the yeah. the conversation, yeah, the show was in the can for weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right. Cool. Okay. Well, have a good night, guys. I will. Thanks, Jamie. Talk to you guys soon. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Talk to you next week, Talk Jimmy. Next Have a good week. night. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Brings us to Picard. Yes. I forget this was episode like three, four. Episode four maybe it was this week. Four. Um, 
I kind of liked it. I thought it was a good episode. I think yeah. stuff is finally happening. What do you think? Um, uh, for me, I thought like you know, I, now it makes sense. You know, I, now we know who Q was trying to mess with last week, and he snapped, and it, it didn't work. So he's trying different ways. He's he became uh, Renee Picard's shrink to discourage her, <laughs> as opposed to using yeah. magic, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Um, I think it's interesting that they introduced Adam Soon. Because yes. he's the great, great grandfather of. No, I can't think At of At least the it's only Soong. no, it's only 2024. Doctor Soon has to be in like the 24th century to invent data, right? Yeah. All right. So great, 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 he's whatever. A, yeah. But, he's like 200 yeah. years. Data, it, it's it's funny. Brent Spiner has put, now played four different versions of that lineage <laughs> yeah, right yeah <clears throat> he's yeah yeah he's played four different songs now um and you know at first I was, like, that... I was like i was like data and then they called him dr soon and i was like oh my god <laughs> right that's and there's something about his daughter Corey, kobe kobe Corey was Corey. her name i think um that's the same actress who played dodge and um yes the twin, Dodge and her sister last year, yeah. Um, yeah. which kind of clearly set, I like that, I mean, she's part of the ensemble, but I like that it kind of sets it up that, you know, when he does, that when he does create, like, his first, sent his first, like, synthetic life form, that it's modeled on his daughter or his, or his you know, yeah. or his mother, whoever she was, like, his predecessor relative in some way. That was kind of cool. I thought um, it made less sense to me why the watcher we didn't talk about it so much is Laris. I felt like yeah, I wish she could have just said I chose. I know. I wish she would have just said I chose this form so it would be easy for you. I, yeah. I picked this form out of your brain, like this person's in your mind, and I picked her. She never really says that, right? Yeah. No, I was kind of hoping um, that um, myself because I didn't think it made sense otherwise. Yeah. That was that was the one thing um, about the episode I didn't like. Yeah. I I liked I'm really glad that they resolved the whole like Chris Rios being captured by ice. Oh um, yeah. I didn't think that was gonna last long. It, it didn't seem to go anywhere. Like it it was sort of a a side trip for no point. Like so it gave like it gave Seven and Rafi like these three episodes of like being in a buddy movie together. <laughs> Um, which was fun to see, but really there seems to be no point except to point out how bad the 20th century, 21st century is, right? Well, which I we think already know also part in. of it, yeah, <laughs> I think part of it, though, <laughs> um, is kind of to show uh, Rafi a little bit because that one guy gets off the bus and she's like, Elton, oh, yeah. you know, and he's yeah. like, are you okay, lady? And she's like, uh, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I, I think it's an interesting dynamic yeah. with her and Seven, where Seven is, you know, they, they complement each other so well. I mean, they they are exactly what the other one needs right now, you know? They're a good team, yeah. They they really, yeah, they try really to keep each other there. in check, you know? Rafi's like, well, 
seven, you're not aggressive enough. And, and seven's like, well, Rafi, you're too aggressive. We got to, you know, find a spot in the middle. Here. Yeah. So, yeah, they're really good together. Um, so them being on that rescue mission has been kind of fun for a couple episodes. It ultimately doesn't really figure in, but um, I mean, I guess it did establish some things that might happen later. Like it established, um, it, I mean, some things about society, but it also established like their problem with communications and with a rescue mission yeah. and all these kind of things they have to worry about. Um, they can't transport, they can't, their, their communications don't work over far distances. Like it did establish some rules for the season, I guess, that maybe will pay off later. I, I think it could have even maybe, um, I mean, I, I feel like the doctor shows up again and yeah. I, I feel like maybe, maybe that other guy that he was, you know, that was in the front seat that he was talking to there. Um, you know, maybe somebody else on the, maybe, maybe somebody on the bus shows up later that, that, you know, helps them out. Like they're like, you know, we need to do X, Y, and Z. How are we going to do this? We have, you know, we have very limited supplies and everything. And Rios might be like, uh, I think I know a guy. Hold on. You know, they call Pedro from the bus or Pablo Pedro, whatever his name was. Yeah. I don't remember what his name was. Yeah. You know, that that, that type of, that type of, I could, I could see that would be why. Um, otherwise, I think it was just mm-hmm. kind of uh, an opportunity, a character opportunity for Rafi and uh, Seven. Yeah. I'd be mm. shocked if the doctor yeah. doesn't show up again, though. Oh, yeah. She's clearly a love interest for Rios, right? Which puts – but also, Gerardi is his love interest. So, you know, there's that. Well, Gerardi's oh, got bigger problems she's right a- now. She's a flirtation for Rios. He can never really be with her. She's a flirtation yeah. for Rios. And Gerardi is messed up even more than she was last year. You're right. Oof. She got way. Do I don't know why that? she would get to. I, I thought it was kind of obvious um, before the flashback yeah. that something was. There's no way they just killed the Lord Queen. Um, so I wasn't yeah. at all surprised in the flashback to see her. You know, I was like, oh, shit, she's getting too close. <laughs> I was like, why are you letting her stroke your cheek? And I was like, yeah, it's not going to end well. <laughs> that does seem like an amateur mistake to get that close to a board queen when you're about to kill her, right? Um, when yeah. you're already, like, partially, not partially assimilated, but she's been in your brain. Like, that was, yeah, um, pretty obvious. I mean, it does, it does, you know, allow them to kill the board queen. The board queen's a problematic character because she can't leave the ship. And the action has all left the ship mm. now, right? So it makes sense. Well, they don't to want her to leave off. the ship. <laughs> well, they don't want to leave the ship because she's a menace, and she can't leave the ship because she's all cabled into it, right? Um, and she tries to leave the yeah. ship with that guy by that guy by assimilating that guy. Like, although I was kind of wondering, like, how could she really assimilate him when the Borg assimilate you? They have an army of worker bees who can like put all your implants in and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Is the Borg queen going to assimilate him and he'll put in his own implant? Like, I didn't really get how it's going to work, but whatever. Um, it didn't matter. But it was kind of dumb for Dry to get that close to her. But it does set it up that it's nice that they can they can kind of dispense with this problematic character who has to stay in the ship. But also, if she's in Gerardi's brain, then there's a way for them to get home. Right? You, you they find a way to kill her, but let them still be able to get home. And the Borg Queen's the only one who knows how to get them home. The only one who can, like, do the math to get them home, right? Um. So I thought it was a pretty good solution, and it really, like, you know, Gerardi 
it's great that they've been able to like position Gerardi as kind of a one of our heroes. Like Gerardi was a compromised character last year. Like she kind of she betrayed the team last year when section yeah. section thirty nine section thirty got in her head, right? Um, and Gerardi did some things last year that she needs to be kind of redeemed for. We all forgot about it because we like her a lot. Um, so this was kind of a thing. She had to kill the board queen. I mean, I think it was the right thing, don't you? Yeah. You know, it's funny because the way they shot it, I thought maybe she shot the guard or the cop. Yes. Because yes. if he's dead, then she can't assimilate him. <clears throat> and then when he comes back and she's like, uh, I may have destroyed our only way home. Yeah. So You're right. Then I was like, you know. Which which would have been the you know what should have been the smarter move I totally you know it would have been the smart smarter move I mean it would have been shitty but it to, you know it would have been the way to go which is what I thought I, so totally thought I agree she did. with you so I kind of I kind of thought the same way, thing at so. the time when I saw it I thought she was going to shoot that guy and that's what seven of nine would have done right or seven would have done that and maybe Rafi would have done that. But Gerardi and Picard never would have done that, right? Shot the cop. Yeah. But you're correct. Shooting the cop was the easier and better thing to do. Although, what are you going to do? Stay there and just watch the board queen and shoot everyone she lures into the ship? I don't know. Shooting her was... But, you know, it was Gerardi funny. Probably... When, I um... Gerardi probably shot her also because she's in her head and she's driving her crazy already, right? Yeah. But at the same time, when after she shoots her, she starts feeling the pain, and she's like, why do I feel like this? And Borg Queen's like, because we're connected now. Yeah. So what do you think, think about that, that? Like, They're connected, but not in the like, same way as if she were assimilated. Because she's, she's somewhat assimilated, and she actually stole memories from the Borg Queen, you know, knowledge from the Borg Queen that she has now. So... I, I, it's definitely a different dynamic than what we're used to with the Borg. So I kind of like it. You know, it, it's something a little so, different and, and new. I guess what I was getting at was Picard and Locutus. Because when, like, when Picard, like, went to the cube last year and when he's near the Borg Queen, he does feel that pull. They always call him Locutus and yeah. he gets that pull, right, of being Locutus. But he doesn't seem to have that, like, level of despair that Gerardi had. I'm not sure if it's because she only just recently had that experience and Picard's many, many years separated from it. Because the Borg Queen had a great interest in Locutus also, right? Although he wasn't, he never mind-melded yeah. with her the way Gerardi did. Like yeah. Gerardi was like right in the Borg Queen. They were in each other's brains. So, I mean, do you think it's because it was a more, because it was the Queen? Or, like, I'm not really sure why Gerardi is that. Be. Or because Gerardi was a much more insecure and lonely person than Picard ever has been. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it could also yeah. It, I mean, her mentality is, is very different than Picard, so I, that definitely plays a part into it, you know. Because I mean, the board queen is playing on her insecurities, much like how Q is playing on the insecurities of Renee in that scene, you yeah. know. So. So what do you um, think about that? I want to ask you about that. What Q is? Up I think. To? Um, well, he's trying to disrupt the time. He changed, you know, changing the timeline and by stopping Renee from doing what she's supposed to do, that's what creates that dystopian future that they, they, uh, came from. 
Um, right. And I think it's interesting because here again, once again, I like the, I like the way they kind of simplified it because Q is very powerful, <clears throat> but he's losing his mojo. And yeah. otherwise, you know, otherwise you can't tell this story with Q, I think, if he's got his mojo because he just snaps his finger and things just happen, you know. So I kind of like that yeah. he actually has to be more involved to accomplish his goal. Yeah. I mean, because I don't think that Q, I mean, Q, I don't think, has any skin in the game. Like, Q, I don't think Q really cares if Earth becomes a totalitarian hellscape or if it becomes the enlightened future that we're more familiar with, right? I just don't think Q really, like, like from no. what we know of Q, it's always about the game, right? It's always about the game yes. and the mental thrust and parry with Picard. He finds Picard to be a formidable uh, opponent. And like, I don't think Q really wants the dark future to happen. Um, he's playing a game, I think, right? And for some reason, he's in the past and he's lost his mojo, right? So, like, this is going to be, maybe the story's going to become, like, how you got his groove back kind of thing, right? I, I just don't think that he really has a vested. Yeah. Like, like he, if he's trying to convince Rene Picard not to go on the flight so, to ensure the the dark future, I just don't really, I don't know. Like, I'm surprised that Q is taking that effort because Q could snap his finger, right? Like, again, why is Q taking but that effort? That's the problem. He can't because he can't snap his fingers. But he already did snap his fingers and already made it happen, right? It already happened. Like, he made that future happen. So why is he in the past trying to make it happen if he already snapped his fingers and made it happen, right? Do you get what I'm saying? Because the, because, because the game is Picard trying to stop it. Timey-wimey, stop. Timey-wimey, uh, uh, don't think too yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying, to, he's trying to stop Picard from stopping it, so he's got to... He made it happen, yes. but now he's got to make it happen again, kind of. And he doesn't, he can't snap, so. And he's using, I think it's, I, I, I like it. And he's using Soong to help him because he doesn't have his mojo, which I'm not quite sure yeah. what he needs Soong for yet, but. I'm not sure either. Um, he needs some version of data, maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, that's kind of – that's interesting. And and he might need the future to happen. Like, Q might need now to get himself back. Like, Q's always self-interested, and maybe by losing his mojo and not being able to snap, he can't guarantee the future going the way he wants it to go, to his own advantage maybe or something. Right. right? Like, the Picard that he Which... loved to play with doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Which actually – or. The interesting thing here too is, if Q's lost his mojo, even once, say he he you know whichever way it goes, he's got to figure out a way to get his mojo back because otherwise he's stuck in 2004. And he definitely doesn't want to be in 20 or 2024, 2024. not 2024, 2024. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's stuck at what for Q is a very, I mean, to not have his mojo, like. Q loses all of his, like, mischief and his intellectual... Like, yeah. he doesn't want to stay in this primitive society. 
permanently, yeah. I mean, it would serve nobody right, does. but... <laughs> nobody does. Yeah. Nobody wants to stay in this primitive society. <laughs> no, it's very bad. It's very bad. Especially those, um, of, us, especially those of us in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do look forward to seeing what Q is up to and what his point was. and, and yeah. what he, Like, even for Q, this is a very... Like, we've seen him, like, snap his fingers and make, like... Picard being like, I don't know, being like a 1930s noir detective novel kind of scenario or put him on a put him on a weirdo planet or whatever, right? But we've never seen him like really do something like this. And yeah. I would like to think that they're up to something more than just more of Q's antics, right? Like it's, it's one thing in a one-hour episode to be like, oh, Q, you Q, you're so mischievous and annoying and slightly evil. But you can't like you need well, to be a little more than that. Also, yeah, go ahead. I think I think part of it what there is, I I do feel like there's a message being sent. Um, somebody has a feeling. Yeah. You know, basically, what I'm trying to say is this is being this this is what um, the 4400 was trying to do, but this is doing it in a way that isn't being shoved down our throats. I mean, we all live in this society and we all are aware of these things. Yeah. But I think, I think, you know, whoever is doing this, there's certain little things that they want to bring out to the forefront about, you know, like, like the ice stuff. It was a side story that worked, but it wasn't forced at us. You know, it made Mm -hmm. sense because, you know, because of Rios and everything. So, and it was short lived, but it got its point out there and its message as opposed to what right. the 4400 was doing, which right. I'm still not sure what they were doing, you know? Yep. And like so, some multiple and, and shots of homeless people, right? Multiple shots of homeless yeah. people have been, they're making a point, but it's not like overly a part of the story. You know, and even, even like, um, you know, Guinan losing her bar, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, because of the economy and the way things are and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it all um they're doing a better job with it for sure. It's it's subtle. It's very subtle, but it's on point. Yeah. Yeah. So um anyway, yeah, good I thought it was a good episode. I thought things things are happening, things are moving, the story is, you know, they're they're starting to Yeah. Um Maybe think about. Uh, I agree with you that I, like Rafi's PTSD from losing L. L. I want to call him Elrond, which is not his name. Um, Elden. <laughs> Elden. Uh, Elrond is from Lord of the Rings. Um, like they're playing it, her PTSD very well, and you know, like Seven's never said it, but remember last season we saw that part where Seven had a person that she felt was her son, and he was killed by that horrible, like, oh, yeah. like about Harvester that. woman, right? And so the whole time I'm yeah. watching Seven, like, console Rafi, I'm thinking, oh, this is because Seven went through exactly the same thing, but she never says it, because that's not Seven's way to be like, right. I don't know how you feel. I've been through it, but she yeah. has been through it. Um, so I think it's kind of, so far, I, I might even, I mean, I liked last season, but I, I kind of, I mean, this seems a lot more fun. Yeah, it's definitely more fun. Yeah. So. So. I don't know how many right. episodes there are, but this was four. So I don't we gotta either. Wait, wait this was four. There must be maybe about 
10? I don't know. I, I was going to say no it's probably 10. Well, I mean, what was um, what was Discovery? Discovery was... Oh, 13 at least, right? 14? 13, 13 I think, 14? right? But I'm pretty, I, I think it was 13, but, but Picard, I think Picard's going to only be 10. Well, Picard's going to end, I think, in May, and then we're getting, um, is it called Strange New Worlds? The one um, with yes. Captain Pike? Yep. Uh, yeah, there are 10 I'm episodes excited for that Picard. One. Episodes. All right, so we're not quite next week. We'll be halfway. Yep. All right. So that is Great. all we have on the TV front. So I thought you would like to know. I have finished book. I have finished book six. <gasps> I you? am. Yes. Tomorrow night I will start book seven. I will go beyond the TV show t- starting tomorrow. Um, wow. So. Books one through four are 99.9% identical to the TV show. Really? Um, I, I, let's make it 99.8. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, books four and five, you can definitely see the differences. Um, or, sorry, books five and six, you can definitely see the differences from the show. And it's like, and, but after, you know, after finishing it, I even more so want <laughs> I, I'm going to message Jamie and be like, hey, can you give me a, like, a two-minute interview with the creators? Because I really want to ask them why the choice to make Drummer all these characters when and, – and instead of just having the actual characters and, and you know, because you guys stayed so close to everything. Why have Drummer portray three different people and just combine them together? I'm just really curious because Drummer literally is – a very, very, very minor character in the book. Really? Like, she really? is not she's, around she's that like, much. She's the major she character of, of, of certainly yeah, the last she season is, and the last two. Yeah. She is Fr- Fred's uh, basically head of security on Tycho. That is, that is her entire job. And she's not wow. really talked to or about that much. Wow. So I think it's interesting that they chose, a, you know, like I, like it would have been totally different. Like I would have expected them, you know, based on the amount of, of book time, uh, Michio Pa gets, I would have expected if they wanted to mm-hmm. make an animal game of a character to make it Michio and have her, you know, do all the stuff we saw drummer during right. the show. As far as yeah. me, which I thought was kind of cute though, that in the last season, that they actually gave, you know, had a Michio character who obviously was nothing like her counterpart in the book. She was just, they just decided yeah. to say, hey, you know, kind of like a little Easter egg by giving her that name. To name this person Michio, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, ah. I just and Ashford is a lot less useless. Oh, go ahead. No. I, Ashford, is, Ashford is not around as much either in the books. Oh, and he's one of my favorite characters from the show. He was fantastic in the show, right? Yeah. Like his death is a catalyst that that drives drummer. Yep. Um, yeah, they don't even mention the, his, ca- his death in the, the books. Yeah, oh after my God, book they... three, uh, yeah, after after book three, I don't even know what happens to Ashford. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, he drives drummer, and he kind of drives Naomi to yeah. a certain. I mean, yep. To a certain the other, degree. wow. The other big, 
the other big difference is um, Fred doesn't die uh, when he does it in the show. Fred dies in the books, but much later. And for a completely wow. different reason. I'm but I can see the point to... I'm going to a cabin with no internet for a whole week, and I'm gonna. I plan to like try to pick up these books while I have no internet for a week. Actually, for I'm yeah, going to be at with no internet for like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're like I said, they're quick reads, and especially since the first four books are so close to the show, that makes them even quicker. Well, because I you kind of know what's happening as you're they're, reading. <laughs> They're still really like I mean they're not as fat as like a Game of Thrones book, but they're pretty lengthy books, right? Well, some are novellas. Yeah, are you reading the novellas on the side? But I'm reading them also. I'm 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 reading the novellas where they're supposed to be. If, so some are longer, um, some are shorter, but yeah, the, well, there's a couple. The, the first three novellas, which all take place before the first book, um, I think two of them are 20 pages. One of them's 40 pages. And then all the novellas after that are 40, 40 to 50 pages. All right, 20 pages. Like, actually, I quick. think, yeah, 20 pages quick. But, yeah, most of the novellas are about 40 pages. Um, and the books well, themselves I'm, are anywhere from, like, 450 to 550 pages. So That's pretty sad. I'm still impressed, AJ, that you um, have a job, have a family, watch as much TV as you do, <laughs> And you're still powering through these books. You can you teach a class yeah. on time management because you really are uh, <laughs> uh, maximizing well, your I, waking hours. I, I read every night, so especially when I'm really into something. Oh well, like so. before, you, some people read every night before they go to bed. Some people put on the TV at night. Actually, it's funny because I've actually there's some nights I've had to change it up actually because there's been nights where I'm reading before I go to bed, and then I find myself getting drowsy as I'm reading. So what I've started to do, actually, is read earlier in the evening and finish my night by watching. Instead of, instead of doing TV, then reading, I've been doing reading, then TV, because <laughs> I tend to be a little oh. more awake when I'm watching TV. You know, that reminds so. me. I was kind of shocked. So in Moon Knight, um Steve, Steven tries not to go to sleep. Makes no sense to me, but because he sleep, he thinks he sleepwalks. He's like, I'm a sleepwalker, right? Yes. So I'm going to yeah. try to not sleep, which is not a sustainable situation for any human being to not sleep. No. But I was really surprised <laughs> that one of his one of his not sleeping techniques was reading. Like, he's listening to that tape on not sleeping, and the tape yeah. is like, oh, try to read this book for two hours. And I was like, what? How is that? What? That's going to make you go right to sleep, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of surprised that reading was a was a staying awake technique. Yeah, especially considering like if I start start falling asleep during a TV show, I can rewind it and figure out where I, the last thing I saw. If I fall asleep while start falling asleep while I'm reading, I'm completely lost. <laughs> oh yeah, and then then you wake up and you've lost your place in the book. You don't have a bookmark. You don't know where you were. You got to go yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, how many times I've had to and reread got, chapters of books? I've done that before, where I've started falling asleep while, while reading, and I'm trying to power. Like I like I got a page and a half left, and I'm going to bed, and I'm like trying to power through it, and then like I'm at the end of the chapter, and I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> it's like I was like I was sleep turning pages. 
like, wait, last I saw Rob Stark was putting on his suit for the wedding, and I woke, and then, what? Everyone's dead? What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Impressive. Cool. So, all right. So, all right. So next week we have the same, we have Moon Knight, we have Walking Dead. Same three. Um, yep. Same three, and Picard, that's it. Um, and, and then the following week, go ahead. So when The Walking yeah, Dead fine. takes another break, is there another Walking Dead show? Like, does Fear come back or something? Or Oh, Fear is coming back in May, yes. Fear is coming back in May. Oh, okay. Um, I oh, but, did... yeah, but, so, but, but, uh, next week, but next week is the, is the Walking Dead, and then there's a break, right? Uh, there's a break, I think, of all – yeah, I think there's a break of, like uh, – short time like it'll be on next week and then there it's on Sundays and so I think it's on next week yeah it's on this coming Sunday the following Sunday is Easter so it will not probably ah, be on okay. Easter Sunday and then, it might, and then maybe, gotcha. fear, maybe, maybe fear comes after Easter probably I have already seen that first episode I watched a screener of it um, mainly because Jamie was like can you watch this and tell me what you think <laughs> happened here um, and because she had an interview with somebody um, but then we have fear, yeah, for however many episodes that we can tolerate that one, which is used to be the worst show. But um, you know that they have already spoiled that Madison is back, right? They've already shown a trailer with Madison in yeah. it. Totally yeah, weird. I knew that. Why, uh, why does couple, AMC you spoil their own shows? It's not just AMC. They everybody's doing it because they can't no. get the ratings. Without actually, and that's the funny thing. They can get the ratings without doing it, but they do it anyway. They've turned everything, even the good shows have, have turned into gimmicks. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I keep going back to it. That you know, the, with the introduction of Negan, they used a gimmick. They didn't need to. People are already watching your damn show. Nobody that hasn't, stu- you know, they're not going to get new viewers at this point. And if you do, with oh, streaming. Yeah. They're going to go back and start at the beginning, and then they'll get caught up, you know? I mean, already watched 11 11 seasons of Supernatural to get caught up. (laughs) But that show was mostly pretty decent for most of that time, right? He watched watched 11 seasons in like a month. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did his grades suffer? Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) No, he was fine. Um, But, you know, uh, so, and that's the problem. But it's everything. But don't you think the impact of an episode where Madison shows up would be like, I mean, I feel like the like the media value and and the the critical value yes, of that absolutely. is so much higher than than right. I um, agree. And I. But here's the thing. Right. Instead of instead of treating people like you and Jamie who are still watching the show, instead of rewarding you guys by. Not saying a word. You're watching the episode. Oh, my God. Madison's alive. You already know about it. You're already watching the show. They're hoping to get people that aren't watching the show, like, say, people like me. I stopped watching it because I don't even remember why I stopped watching Fear. I forget what what was the the straw that broke the camel's back. I think because it sucked. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't remember specifically. I think maybe it was – wait, was I still watching it before or after? Oh, I think I stopped watching it when they killed Nick. Um, yeah, I think Nick was the final straw for you. And, so you, you know, it was like, oh, yeah. like, you will come back. Like, you'll be like, oh, Madison's because back. Madison's back. Yeah. But, but I was already, 
but I was already done before she died anyway. I am. But I think that's their thought process is ooh, people that stopped watching because we killed Madison, maybe they'll find out she's alive and they'll come back. That's the thought process now because everybody's about ratings. So they want, you know, you know perfect example, a friend of mine and I were talking about this at work. Um, I haven't watched wrestling in years, you know, but everybody already knows that The Rock is going to show up at WrestleMania next year. It's a year away. They just had WrestleMania oh, yeah. 38. They already know that people already know that The Rock is going to be at WrestleMania 39. So instead of letting that be a surprise for people, they're promoting it a year in advance. You know, it's like, oh, people are going to watch wrestling now. I no, nobody cares about wrestling anymore. <laughs> I know, and I just feel like how many shows did I watch where a character appeared out of nowhere and it was a huge surprise for them to come back to, from death. Yeah, I, I, you know, and and have them, it's like we were talking about, it's like we were talking about with all, you know, with knowing what movies and TV shows in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are coming for the next uh, five years, you know. Five there's, years, there's yeah. no that. There's very there's none of that surprise element. I, I remember used to be watching TV shows or wherever it was, and you know, and a character appear out of nowhere that you haven't. And like, oh my god, you know, I love those moments. You can't have those anymore because I they're know. in the fucking commercial. You know, not. I mean, it I wasn't know. a big deal. I saw it. I saw it coming. Snowpiercer. All right. Jamie's like, oh, did you guys see the preview? Or oh, the preview makes more sense now. She, she didn't spoil us directly, but I know Jamie. So I know when she says yeah. things like that, I knew that that uh, Melanie was going to be in the next episode because You're of what Jamie then. said. Had Jamie not said that, I, I wouldn't know. have known. <laughs> I, I saw where it was going, and I knew it was going to happen, but yeah. I didn't know, although, know it yet. You know what Snow I mean? Piercer, Snowpiercer did a better job. Like, I do think AMC is the worst in terms of, like, they're in the last nine episodes of their flagship show, and they've already spoiled that Four characters have spinoffs. Like four characters now cannot die. Yeah. The four main characters, right? Like I feel like AMC yeah. is well, kind of the worst. Act. We've known about we've known about Darren and Carol forever for more than a year, right? A year and a half, which is ridiculous that yeah. you would just spoil your series finale a year and like wh- why would they, I just don't understand Scott Gimple's like marketing strategy that it's. I think you're right that they're just trying to like string people. Like, there's a lot of people who Daryl and Carol are the two favorite characters, right? So, is it a craven attempt to force people to watch? Like, I just feel like like a national spinoff and for the end of your show like undermines your storytelling. Like, no wonder the writing sucks. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you write; (laughs) the character's going to live. It doesn't matter what you write because of the new show. Hey, Karen. I don't remember what season it was, Mm -hmm. but can you believe? That, that years ago, some of the best character episodes were written by Scott Gimple. Yes. <laughs> when he had supervisors, when people supervised him. Yeah. When he wasn't in charge. One, one, of, the, guy that one of the most regarded not be in charge. episodes ever, Clear. He wrote Clear. Scott Gimple did not write Clear. Are you serious? He did. Clear's he one of the Claire. best episodes of the entire of all of all the uh-huh. shows. Clear's one of the best episodes. Yep. Maybe he's the guy that should he... be writing and not doing yeah. anything else. Kind of like me. I write at my job and I don't really want to be in charge of shit because I would suck at it. 
And Scott Gimple <laughs> didn't have that self-awareness, right? Like, he should be a writer, not a creative director, not an executive producer. Yeah, not the guy telling other people what to do. He is so. responsible for the downfall of this program, yeah. So, oh, I had one more thing for, so I didn't ask Jamie yes. about this, but I assume that Jamie and I will go, both go to see um, The Secrets of Dumbledore is, is being released at the end of next week, after our next podcast. We have another podcast Tuesday. Dumbledore comes out next, end of next week. I presume at some point we will discuss that movie. As much as it's supposed to suck, we will discuss that movie on this podcast in about two weeks' time, probably. I don't know if you're going to see it. Uh, you're not Potter people in no. your house. I haven't. I haven't seen mm-hmm. any of the uh, Magical Beasts, whatever the heck they're called, Wonderful Beast storyline. They're not that good. Fantastic Beasts. They're not that good. Fantastic Beasts. Um, I mean, I always never. Oh, I mean, I've seen all the Harry Potters, but I've never been a huge Harry Potter fan either. So. Yeah. Well, your kids were about the right age, right, when it was all coming out. Well, Junie was. Yeah, none he, of them are, already was young. None of, none, of, none of them are big Potter fans either. And Junie, Junie was the ideal age, and even she was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of big fans, I wonder – I know Alyssa's not a comic book person, but I wonder if she might like Moon Knight because I know that Alyssa is a, also a big fan of Egyptian mythology, right? Doesn't Alyssa love Egyptian yeah. stuff? Ancient Egyptian stuff? Yes, she does. But I don't think she... Yeah, I, she she does, but I don't think there's going to be enough of it in Moon Knight really to draw her in. Cause it's oh, that was something about Moon Knight. That was, that was something about Moon Knight that I wanted to say that I forgot before. I loved the um, the uh, the scales on his arm, how they moved when he was weighing people. I thought that was cool. Just it was well done, it was, and it was a really good CGI. Like, it looked like a little yeah. tattoo moving. I thought it was, you know, sometimes the simplest things are the hardest to do in CGI, and I thought it looked cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jenny pointed out that when that when Ethan Hawke tried to measure Stephen, he didn't say you're good or you're bad. He said there's chaos inside you. Like, he didn't even, like, yeah. like, like he was – like, he didn't measure him. He couldn't measure him. Well, he um, couldn't measure him because there's was was another god inside of him. <laughs> well, yeah, there's another god there. So um, he's definitely something he didn't intend. It actually reminded me of, well, oh, uh, it reminded me of something else that we're not talking about. It reminded me of something on Halo this week. But uh, Jamie and I are both, I gave Halo another shot, second episode. I don't know that I can continue watching that program. You guys are not watching it, right? Do you guys play Halo? No, Artie's wa- like? watching it. I'm not. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll confer with Artie at some point through you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. All we're right. up against the end of our show, right? So. Good, good show this week. We'll do another one next week. We will. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Everyone you out there. Have a good week. Thank you, everybody, for listening as always. And, um... Good night. Good night. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.